0: How we'd like to start this show by talking about some interesting things that have happened this week, or maybe something where if like, if this is, if this is the wide variety of shit we're talking about, this is, I don't know what it's a $5 foot long worth of shit. Normally I try to pick something close or adjacent to it. Well, I don't think that we have that opportunity this week. So outside of Reddit, did you see two, for me, big pieces of news that, surrounding HBO and Disney this week.
1: There's stuff going on outside of
0: Reddit? (laughs) Yeah, apparently. I I, I think (laughs) the rest of the world had no idea that other shit was (laughs) happening. No, what was going on? Okay, so I told you about one of them, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm super passionate about this, but HBO has not announced, but has put feelers out for authors... Uh, Scott's Scott's laughing because Bandit is just like all up in everything right now. He's just all over it. HBO put out references or or feelers for authors, authors or writers, to potentially write a new Harry Potter TV series, Game of Thrones style. When I say Harry Potter, I don't specifically mean that character, but a story written around the wizarding world. And for me, I am excited. If anybody has been able to build out universes, Disney has kind of taken the cake. Got the MCU, you've got Star Wars. That's
1: it. That's all they got. That's all they've ever done.
0: Well, I mean, they're bigger than anything. So they have those two universes. This is HBO Universal's chance. Warner Brothers? HBO and Warner Brothers. It's their chance to say, I want a piece of those billions. Disney countered. Oh. Hmm. oh and said you know what else would be interesting we're going to release a series on disney plus following a young jack sparrow of pirates of the caribbean oh okay all <laughs> right how, how exciting does that sound
1: it's it's super interesting because it's just like genres at this point yeah it's we've got star wars we've got uh, superheroes Warner Brothers is like, well, what, what properties do we own? Oh, we got Harry Potter. So, like, we'll just start the Wizarding Universe. Uh-huh. And, and Disney, not to be outdone, is like, well,
0: tell you what, you can have that. We're going to take all pirates everywhere. All of them. We have space pirates and water pirates. We need land pirates.
1: Yeah, I think HBO might, or Warner <laughs> Brothers might still own uh, the rights to Waterworld. So, that'll be interesting once they decide to go there, but... There's a type of pirate we're missing, but pirates. Welcome to the Front Podcast of the Internet. I'm your host and current diamond hand, Scott Garola. And with me always
0: is my co-host, Willie Matson. And if you are looking for somebody to align with who also doesn't understand what the fuck is happening right now, that's me. I'm your guy. When we titled this show, there's a sub for that. Hey, Wall Street, there's a sub for that. And today, we are going to take a little bit of a a break away from the rest of Reddit. Because if you were on the platform this week, that's it. that's all you got. There wasn't anything else. If you think there was, you just blacked out. Because all there was this week was Wall Street bets Prior to us actually sitting down and recording,
1: Willie, we had a plan to tackle the behemoth that is that is Reddit because we figured every single week we would have something new and different to talk about. Mm-hmm. This week, if you look at the top 10, top 25, top 50 posts for what was popular, it is is all financial wall street gamestop whatever related we had no choice but to talk about this topic this week
0: and 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 just in case you were wondering if we're lying or not here are the top posts by subreddit top five wall street bets wall street bets wall street bets picks but it's not really wall street bets wall street bets wall street bets wall street bets memes but also not really yeah Willie said top five, but
1: he kept going. And I thought I was bad at math.
0: I can be bad at counting. That, that You can separate those two from math. <laughs> math and counting, right? That's why we have calculators. Oh, God.
1: Oh, but speaking of accounting, Willie, let's just begin at the top. Last week, Make drop, we, titled, yeah, we, we titled our podcast Wall Street Bets" because we thought it was kind of just an emerging trend. But like the Bernie meme... Like we anything, thought that was bigger! Of course we thought that it, was bigger! Yeah! Yeah, we thought Bernie meme was going to be something that still was still going. Nope. It got wiped out quicker than all of those shorts uh, from Melvin Capital.
0: I don't know what that means. So, I, th- I think, before we get started, one, we need to acknowledge that there's plenty of incorrect information we had in the last episode. And I don't even think, unless you know of all those things, I don't think there's a way for us to correct everything outside of saying one we're not financial advisors and two we're fucking idiots we're mm-hmm. gonna get this stuff wrong this isn't researched information before we go into it we speak on behalf of all redditors out there which is to hope that we're not as dumb as republicans just kidding
1: <laughs> but, <laughs> we, we try to stay upvoted we, we don't like to get downvoted to the hell but yeah so last week when I brought up the topic, my, my knowledge base was small, and I would say that changed monumentally yeah, this like week. like eight inches. Yep. That's, that's, that's what I was packing. And this week, it just became a raging, longer than four hours, have to call my doctor knowledge base that will go down in history as probably one of the biggest events of 2021. Willie, this year has started off so crazy. I apologize for last week's inconsistencies. I I am man enough to say I didn't know what I was talking about, and I was thankfully spanked ever so hard this week with a bastion of information that I had never planned on ingesting, probably at least for the next few years. You know, this was the stuff I was probably going to look into a decade from now when I had more money, but right. holy cow. You you mentioned at the beginning, you kind of didn't know what was going on. Do you want to hear a little story about what short selling is?
0: Yes. And and, and that's what, one of the things that I was going to ask is I, I've reached out to, to friends and, and people and, and, and tried to discover what the hell a short selling or, or what that is and why it's even allowed. And as I've read into something or watched a YouTube video, I thought I understood it. I tried to explain it to somebody, and then they would say, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so I clearly don't understand it. And I think you have an analogy that can help. So top of the episode, can you help people understand what that is? Yes, absolutely. It, it's the whole reason this
1: week happened, because a bunch of hedge funds, and I don't know if we need to explain hedge funds in all that depth, but it's, it's basically a bunch of people with a lot of money that like to play the stock market like it was a game. So, I found a post from another fellow Redditor. Okay. The post was titled, If your friends and family are wondering why you're buying GME at $300, maybe you can explain it to them like this. Buckle up, kids. We're about to go for a deep dive into what short selling is. So, Willie, there's a rich kid in town. Let's call him Melvin. He thinks he's really smart. He finds a coupon for $20 off a new Nintendo Switch during the holidays with no limit on the number of units. This is easy. A coupon for what? $20 off a new Nintendo Switch. Brand okay. new. Brand spanking new. Still in the packaging. Got the stickers and the plastic wrap on it. What he decides to do is he is going to go ahead and sell that Switch now for $200 and then buy it for $180 with the coupon. Easy as $20. it to I've just random
0: people in, in this analogy.
1: He goes and tells his parents' friends at the Citadel Country Club that he can get them a new Nintendo Switch for their kids this holiday season. He collects $200 each from 150 different parents. So he now has $30,000, and he'll use that money to purchase the Nintendo Switches for $27,000 after the coupon savings. He'll have earned $3,000 in just a few hours, and his parents will be so proud. Now there's another kid watching Melvin this entire time. Let's call him Keith. Keith Do we like does Keith. Does not. We like Keith. Okay. Keith is that banth. S- you could say Melvin that Melvin Keith... can go fuck himself, Ted Cruz. <laughs> you could say that Keith has some deep fucking value built into him. Catch my drift? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, no idea. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Just follow along. Okay. Keith doesn't like Melvin, and Keith is good friends with the guys at GameStop. He finds out that there were only 100 total new Switches shipped in the entire country. Keith and his 99 friends buy all 100 new Nintendo Switches on the spot. They just buy them. Later in the day, when Melvin goes to GameStop with his $20 off coupon and says, I will take 150 Nintendo Switches, please. GameStop looks at him and says, sorry, we're all sold out. He goes to all the GameStops in every single city all across the United States, and he can't find a single Switch. He will not be able to fulfill the orders that he has taken. Meanwhile, Keith is telling all of his friends about what Melvin promised the members at the country club. He tells them, whatever you do, do not sell him the Nintendo Switch that you bought, no matter how much money he offers you, because nobody likes Melvin, so everybody holds on to their Nintendo Switch. Now Melvin is in trouble. His parents, rich friends, are all asking when they're going to get their Nintendo Switch. Melvin's parents are angry, but they don't want to lose their standing at the Citadel Country Club. They have to help Melvin get 150 Nintendo Switches. Now remember that there are only 100 total Nintendo Switches. But Melvin has created the expectation among the parents that there are 150. This is how you get a short percentage over 100%. Melvin has promised more than actually exist. The price of Nintendo Switches in the city skyrockets. Melvin's parents are able to get a few units from Keith's friends, but they had to pay them really inflated prices. Like a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars. It's nearing Christmas and every rich parent at the country club is desperate for this Nintendo Switch they promised their kids. They can't trust that Melvin will be able to get them one. They all start bidding against each other for other Switches. Everybody in town, is now in on the action everybody wants to get a nintendo switch to sell at the country club the highest price right now is ten thousand dollars meanwhile keith and his friends are just hanging out and playing animal crossing
0: sitting on their sitting on their one or two
1: their their nintendo switches that are worth infinitely more than they bought them at and that is what happened with the GameStop
0: sock okay i have some questions and I, I'm hoping you have the answers. If you don't have the answers, I, I understand. This this can also be outreach or we can do a little research. So when, or that the hedge fund brokers in this analogy, when they borrowed that money, that was with the promise that they would pay them back. What are the real world repercussions to a hedge fund saying, I'm going to buy 150% or this in excess value, I'm going to... Melvin what? told their clients that they would sell them a stock
1: at a certain price. Okay. Just like Melvin told the country club parents that he would sell them a Nintendo Switch at a certain price. Does that mean that but is there a time Melvin, limit? Is there
0: like a contract
1: that is signed that yes, they Yes. There is a time limit when so they're doing options trading, okay. which is puts and calls. Puts and calls is the bet on whether the stock is going to go up or the stock is going to go down. Short sellers have traditionally bought a bunch of these options with the bet that the stock price would go down. And there's many ways to manipulate that. You can look up Jim Cramer's old, uh, old footage and he tells basically how he's manipulated the market. And all technically legal, correct? Correct. And... From what I've gleaned this week, it's that a lot of these hedge funds are doing this because there isn't a lot of regulation for this type of trading. So they're doing everything within the confines of the law. However, they're screwing a lot of people over because when you short sell a stock, you're mm-hmm. trying to drive the price down. Think about the company that is, is a publicly traded company. If you have shareholders, what do you want your stock to do? You you only want it to go up. Right. So, so if how some does the hedge value fund go, asshole go down. So if your hedge fund some hedge fund asshole is driving your stock price down, it manipulating it legally. And asshole. this
0: could be through what? Like a disparaging article about the company.
1: It, no, 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 no. How it's are they all done financially? And this is where it gets muddy for me. As somebody who is not a financial advisor, but essentially they make it look like the stock is not worth as much as it could be just with numbers, just with how they're buying it and how they're trading it.
0: Right. So you're seeing and I'll try to put a graphic up here for for us. But what you're seeing is is if you've ever seen one of those graphs where you have like the, the thick bar. With like a line above it and maybe a smaller version of it, right? There's that billboard that went around. It's the top post of the week where the guy oh, yeah, bought yeah. bought a billboard in New York, in Wall Street. And it essentially, you see these little like bars, these green bars and red bars that are going up with lines above and below. That's price with a kind of a mean average and, and median in there, correct? That's what that's showing. There are specific things. This is... Probably super wrong, but people that follow stocks and potentially do day trading or work for these hedge funds are looking at how that chart is moving. And at specific algorithms, it would indicate based on the math that the stock is going to go up or go down. So when you say manipulating, you're specifically saying they're trying to sell off funds or, or move things around so that they can get the algorithm to show a certain percentage, thereby manipulating that trend to actually happen, correct?
1: Yeah, right. I mean, when you hear the word manipulation, there's negative connotations with it, but it's what it is, and it's it's perfectly legal. Everything that they've been doing, on the surface at least, you know, there could be some things going on behind the scenes- that violate SEC regulations that we don't know about. But a lot of people are calling for investigations into these types of short sales that have happened in the
0: past week and and prior. It's blown up really big. So let's talk a little bit about some of the ramifications we've seen so far that have created such a um, David versus Goliath stronghold is, is really what we're seeing. Let's talk about a few of those things that have been fueling this to go further. And then I want to talk about where we're sitting at right now. As the the community of Wall Street Bets said, hey, we're going to hold on to this and, and media coverage saw it and hedge fund people put out advertisements and, and different media outlets started to cover it as these guys are bad. That's when mom and dad started hearing about it, while other companies that are really meant to be there. In support of us, the what are there's a term for we us. We are called we are called retail investors. Right. Okay. So for us retail investors, a company by the name of Robinhood is meant to be there for us. It is an app that you can get it you can get on your phone, which they incentivize you by saying, We're gonna give you one free stock at random, and it could be of any value. We're just gonna give it to you. And I did that. that. Yeah, me too. I got a share of. I, fuck if I know. Some, I got a share of American Steel. My the my value of of the price as of earlier this week was like nine dollars and ninety five cents. What Robin Hood did? This is from a gentleman named Faze Banks, who is a pretty big, well known video game player turned social media influencer. All from of that. The Phase Clan. From Phase Clan, correct. He tweeted and said, Robin Hood legitimately hid, I don't know what um, N-O-K is. Nokia, AMC, GameStop, and what is N-A-K-D? It's
1: naked. It's a brand of... I don't know. I don't think it's the juice. I think it's something else. Okay. But I could be wrong. I'll he look says, it says,
0: Robinhood legitimately hid all of these from search. Internet psychology 101. This will only make things worse for you, Wall Street. Things are getting blown the fuck up today. Take all your cash you can afford to lose and buy, buy, buy. After I heard the news that Robinhood was purposefully hiding these stocks, not letting the us retail traders buy and sell like many others, I thought, that, well, that's bullshit because these people that work for hedge funds that make billions of dollars, nothing is preventing them from, from buying and selling these specific stocks. You're just preventing... The people who are trying to fight against them from doing that. Like many people, I sold that one share that I had, and I'm waiting for the money to go into my account so that I can close it.
1: Did you Did you open up anything else to replace Robinhood?
0: No. M- my stocks right now are in E-Trade. Sure. Now, I know a lot of brands followed suit, but Robinhood was really the one that, even based on the name, is there for the little guy. It, it, it's in the, It's in the name. And- yeah. What's their slogan?
1: They posted on Twitter in 2016, democratize trading for the people or some, some sort of like rallying cry to get people to sign up for their thing. It, it became the antithesis of that this week with them removing those stocks from their trading platform, hiding them, mm-hmm. limiting them severely. And uh, the CEO was interviewed, I think the day things got weird.
0: I always get this gentleman's name wrong. His first name for Vlad. sure. Vlad.
1: Vlad is his first name.
0: He was interviewed by Chris Cuomo on CNN. What are your thoughts?
1: I think it was a bunch of BS and full disclosure, I still have my Robin Hood account. I used it for kind of its interface to explore because I liked it a lot better than my e-Trade account. And so it would mostly be for research, but I had that free stock that got me like $5 and then the company was sold and bought out by somebody else. So I've kind of just been playing with that $5 in learning how to do crypto buying and sure. fractional shares because they offer that as an option as well. So last week when we were talking about this, I actually bought as much fractional shares of, of GameStop that I could. With that $5 that I had. Have
0: you made any money and, with it?
1: Well, yes. As it has become the rallying cry, like I'm going to hold on to this as much as I can for as long as this plays out. So I'm still in with Robinhood as of right now. Okay. I, I did go and download something called Public, which is another type of online trading app. and. It's its response was a little bit better in my opinion because they also limited buying GameStop on the <laughs> on the date everything went crazy but they also they also like immediately went to Twitter and said, "Hey, our the brokerage that backs us like said shut this off and so we're like trying to get it back up and running. We don't know why they're limiting this, but we're trying to fight for you, our customer base." So like Stay with us, we'll get back to you. And eventually, they did come back and let uh, people trade again, which I thought was a better response than waiting the whole day and then in the evening giving an interview with somebody on the news.
0: Do you have a number? I'm seeing here in Wall Street Bets a post that was titled That's What I Thought, and it's uh, a meme from The Simpsons. Shows Bart Simpson and says, We lost 70 billion hedge funds. Wall Street Bets as homer simpson you lost 70 billion so far is that is that roughly the amount of money that these businesses have lost
1: those are accurate numbers and the majority of that it sounds like at least based on the reporting it sounds like the majority of that was from just melvin capital and
0: citadel melvin capital was a real company okay so uh, you just you said that name i didn't realize that that was an actual company
1: yeah that is the hedge fund that had all of or had a bunch of shorts, and who the current hero of Wall Street bets, Keith Gill, aka Deep Fucking Value. That's what he saw and what started this whole thing. So now, yeah, those names those names were
0: used on purpose in that story. I have a few other questions regarding this. <laughs> it's, it's it's not off topic. It it's right on topic. It's on brand, Scott. How do you think? This week, this event is going to play out in what is actually happening on Wall Street. Not to the hedge fund people, right? Because Melvin Capital is definitely going to be firing some people. They're going to they're going to pivot. They'll do some other things. But all in all, don't kid yourself. These billionaires are going to be just fine. Correct. Like absolutely just fine. The from
1: from the inside news that we've been seeing, reading, hearing, watching all week, it sounds like Melvin, when they weren't able to cover some of their stuff, like went to their other hedge fund friends and said, hey, let's let's do some some trading. You can have this baseball card if you, you know, give your copy of this baseball card to the clients that I said could have it, you know, stuff like that stuff is going on behind the scenes. And you're right. Billionaires going to billionaire and they'll be just fine. When I started looking at Wall Street bets, it was mostly because of some of the humorous posts had made it to the front page and all they talked about were these options trading. So I started following them to see what options trading was all about because it looked like they would buy these stocks at a really low price and then hope that the the price would go up, right? And so I thought it was a place where I could glean some sort of investing advice and it turned out, it's not really the place to go if you really want to learn how to play the market. But I feel like as retail investors, learning what we know, like, can we ever really play the market like the, the big boys, like the hedge fund managers, when it's always seems to be
0: tilted against the average person? And it's like, it's, I mean, it, it's adult gambling. It's real world, big business gambling. And yeah. it would be- Power. It would be as if we entered a casino and we said, "Hey, I I have a hundred dollars to play with." Well, guess what? This company over here they have they have a million dollars to play with, but they also have an advantage. They know the dealer. I would and, I would kind
1: of liken it a little bit differently. Okay, go if, ahead. If I, I may. want to hear your analogy, I would say we would go to this Las Vegas casino, okay. right? And we would bring you know we saved up we got some Christmas money, whatever. We're bringing a $1,000. Ooh, real money. We go and we play the slots and maybe we make a little bit of money. Maybe we make like $10,000 because we're having a good night. So we go to the high rollers table and we play there. And, you know, maybe it comes back down, but maybe we get to leave with, we doubled our money or tripled our money. Either way, we're in the single digit $1,000. If you want to talk about hedge funds, Willie, they have their own separate casino, Oh, got it. And they play the same games, just in a
0: different location with a different set of rules. It's probably for a different show, probably for a different time. But how are they... I I would really like to see the inside, inside baseball and understand what tools they're using and why they're not available to the masses. Going back one quick second, you asked how I thought this
1: might change Wall Street going forward. The whole point of this week... I was looking at it kind of like an exercise, and it looks like other people were as well, is that up until this point, it seemed that you could only play with these big boys if A, you had a ton of cash, B, you worked your way up into that industry through other financial ways. You know, like you worked on Wall Street, you eventually got hired by one of these hedge funds and then became part of that world. Part of that world. Or maybe you were the person that made the software that these companies would use to, you know, predict the future or help them have the best odds to make money, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's all computer trading at this point and algorithms and models predicting what's going to do what to give you the best advantage. Well, here we are sitting in our mom's basement. We've got the latest MacBook Pro. We have a web developer friend, or not a web developer friend, but we have app developer friends all over. We don't need to pay some company hundreds of dollars for them to give us the the tips and tricks anymore. People are able to use the software and technology that they have at home to be as informed as the people on Wall Street. I, I won't say better because they probably don't have the depth and breadth and the knowledge and the... Mm-hmm. The, uh, the history behind when they get into the game. However, if you worked for one of these companies, a hedge fund or something like that, and then you just came home, why, why couldn't you replicate it? Why couldn't you do the same exact thing with a software program that
0: is exactly what they use? So my predictions, my ignorant, stupid man in his parents basement prediction, but I, I don't live with my parents, FYI, is a couple of things are going to happen. One, you're going to see more individuals start to really play the game. That casino just put a different set of requirements to get in. They're going to have to, right? This has opened up the world to to more or opened up Wall Street to more players. Absolutely. And if anybody's learned anything this week, it's that anybody can play. Because social media and the internet has enabled incredible movement of information. You're not going to be able to get away with specific things you may have might have done. There are it, it's kind of like when sports finally had replays. You can't get away with that shady bullshit in the background anymore because people are going to catch on and they're going to hold you accountable. Which is the other prediction I have is that I think this is going to dramatically change the way in which The stock market functions and and not by who plays the game, but by what's allowed. And I think we might genuinely see specific things change when it comes to doing short sales and how these how the big players work between one another. Things are things have got to change. AOC tweeted about it. A lot of other politicians. Ted Cruz agreed with her and she agreed with Ted Cruz and then called him on his bullshit. That was pretty hilarious moment in the week but it was. you have bipartisan agreement that shit's gotta change i see you shaking your head so i think you th- are under the perception that these guys are too wealthy too powerful to make that change happen is that what you think is the naive me
1: thinks that yes because we have somebody like aoc in there talking on twitter that things couldn't mm-hmm. change this could be our year the realist in me also believes that The people in power in the current administration still have ties to the financial industry and are still well off and protected enough that, no, nothing's going to happen. What they tried to do is get some sort of regulation to prevent retail level people are trading regulated. They're trying to say it's uh, insider trading when a bunch of people go on to a message board like Reddit and tell each other what to
0: do or share secrets. So do we think that this is actually going to be a bad outcome for retail traders and that there's going to be more stipulations put on the types of buying and selling power we have going forward?
1: You called it at the beginning that it was a David and Goliath battle, but when it comes to money, Goliath usually wins. Yes, things are going to change 100%. We just don't know. This week is going to be very telling on how much is going to be pushed back against the establishment or how much is levied onto the little guy in terms of who's going to give an inch, who's going to give a mile, who's going to get crushed. So Willie, to kind of to wrap things up with a nice little bow, because it is still an ongoing story, right? It is still developing. We are just covering what we've seen so far. Let's talk about Keith for a second. DFV, earlier... Before this week happened, had earned roughly twenty-two million dollars in a year with his holdings. When things really popped off, it went up to about fifty million. percent dollars, Jesus! In one day, and no, then that's the next day, terrible math. Still,
0: yeah, you get more. it at home.
1: A lot more. The next day, when the regulations and everything hit and people started pushing back, it went back down to thirty million. So he still lost win. an entire. Years worth of earnings in one day. But here's the thing, Willie, he's still in. That's become the rallying cry of the Wall Street Bets subreddit. If he's in, I'm in. So much like Mr. Diamond Hands, let's just hold on this topic and see what happens next week, where maybe we'll get to get outside of inside baseball and go back to our original programming.
0: I I hope that I can be the, the soapbox for all of you when I say I don't care about Wall Street. Scott has tried really hard, really hard to get me to invest, to learn about trading stocks, and inevitably, like happened to me with politics, I will inevitably find interest and dedicate some time and some energy to really understanding this. But right now, like probably a lot of you, I don't give a shit. But we are a show about Reddit, and this was all-consuming. To me, the thing that I take away the most from this is that we have an incredible influence in the structure of how the world, the economy, the social influence works. I saw a post that said, in 2008, Reddit started with a simple, worldwide Secret Santa. And in 2021, we are now taking over Wall Street. And boy, how times have changed that this simple platform has built itself into a metaphorical spear for influence. I I think what we're seeing is communities like this hold a lot more power than I think people realized. And in this example, David versus Goliath, I think... David probably had a little bit more power than he realized. For a subreddit that went from 500,000
1: users to 6 million users in just a few days, yeah, it's become an influential community for sure. So, for everybody at home, remember, diamond hands, hold on to your GameStop, and tune in next week when we are hopefully talking about the end of everything that's happened, some financial regulation. And everybody else on uh, the Wall Street side can move on. And hopefully a bunch of amazing stories tied into deep fucking value saying you can finally sell. And take that money, make yourselves better, better other lives, donate to charity, something like that. And we'll get back to all the memes and interesting topics
0: that Reddit is known for. The only set of losers next week is hedge funds. And let's be realistic here, guys. GameStop. (laughs) When everybody sells, they're going to lose it all. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. As always, we are so appreciative of everybody who uh, listens to the show has. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. On top of that, last week's episode brought in an amazing amount of new listeners. So if you guys have stuck it out to this one, thank you all for joining us. We are a podcast that likes to talk about the daily happenings on Reddit. Talking about fun stories, inspirational stories, everything in between. We're all over the internet as well. Not just here. Scott, where can people find us? You can find us on our Insta at... Sub for that. You can find us on our Twitter at... Sub the number
1: for that. You can send us an electronic mail at... Sub for that podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to tell us how incredibly wrong we were with all of our financial uh, information gleaning this week you can reach out on our personal Twitters at Scott Garola and wildmn293 and remember, no matter what you're into whether it's god tier superpowers farming, dogecoin or fast workers there's a sub for that there's 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 a There's a
0: sub for for that. that. Hey,
1: Willie, have you ever been fishing before?
0: Oh, God, yes. And, man, fishing
1: blows. I I used to like it a lot, but it always kind of depended on what you would catch, because, you know... There's good eaten and then there's bad eaten. What kind of what kind of fish did
0: you did you catch? We used to fish in lakes by the boundary waters and we would catch a lot of walleye. That's what we are going for because man, does that grill up real nice. Absolutely, some of the best eaten you'll uh, you'll probably do up
1: here in the north. You know what fish I don't like? It's a big annoying fish. I think and people who people who interact with them are come in contact with them usually don't come come away all for the better. But the marlin, I would say, is is probably one of the worst fish out there.
0: I would probably if I saw a marlin, I'd throw that shit in the trash. Yeah,
1: yeah. And if you ever if we ever caught a marlin, I think we would certainly not hesitate to immediately throw it away. You know what's
0: the best part of current technology, Scott? What's that? The stuff does it all for you. So when you're on that boat and you're looking at that little screen and it's like, hey, I know what's there. That's a Marlin. You don't want that shit. I'll handle it for you. Move along. That's what I would do. Amen.